well, I'm an occasionally satanic heavy drinker, you know. <laughs> I, I, I think. Here goes then. So this is episode one, pilot episode of JJ and Hatman podcast. Uh, how are you doing, JJ? Yeah, I'm pretty good, Hatman. I'm pretty good. Yeah, how's <laughs> how's everything going with you? How's how's your disastrous job? Oh, it's. I mean, I actually had so uh, just to give a bit of context. I've been working for a place for a while, and um, everything started to to kind of go to shit. Uh, people started getting made redundant. Uh, the company started saying that they wanted to sell NFTs to kids and things like that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't think you mentioned that before that they wanted yeah. to sell NFTs to kids. That's well, I mean, it's like a digital <laughs> that's gotta education. Be, that's got to be illegal. Oh uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's dubious, at least. Um, <laughs> yes, it's, I think dubious is an understatement. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's a digital education platform, and um, they mm. they started talking about like all the trendy stuff that's going on at the moment with uh, Facebook or Meta or whatever they're called now, like digital afterlife, um, NFTs, that kind of thing. Saying that they'd give um, parents and and students the opportunity to invest in NFTs while they were in this uh, platform. Uh, as a way to save up for their tuition in later life, like, like that's a good idea. <laughs> that's the, that's their one last last ditch chance with these broke ass parents. That the the yeah. only way these kids are ever going to get get access to higher education, you might as well resign yourself to it now. Is is yeah. as if this this NFT pays off? <laughs> well, I mean, funny thing is, about a week after that, NFTs in the crypto market crashed entirely. But anyway, this kind of spurred me on to looking for a new job, and um, mm-hmm. and I found one. I, I you know I got a job offer and I put my notice in. But at the same time, on the same day, in fact, the day before payday, a company wide email went round and said um, that they couldn't couldn't pay anyone. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that was a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's, that's some really that's like a really terrible business practice, right? Yeah, and I mean, you've mentioned, you've mentioned that you're going to take like a like some kind of class action lawsuit against these people, right? Well, I did have, yeah, I opened a case, a dispute against mm-hmm. it, saying that they're, you know, obviously withholding wages, um, and it was changed to a group dispute. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. quite, you know, a hundred plus employees that haven't been paid. So yeah, it's been interesting. Um, <laughs> certainly, it felt weird not having like. The regular income that I had, and not being able to do as much as I'd like this month, especially with the weather being like really nice. Um, yeah. But at least I live in a part of the country that's, um, you know, fairly quaint, and you can go for a nice walk, and you don't need to spend money to do that. Um, so yeah, there's that. that. Yeah. That's, that's one thing they haven't taken away from us yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're still out. We're still allowed to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess in... we weren't last year, but. Yeah, maybe in in future you'll need an outside NFT, um, and, and it'll <laughs> yeah. say which which region yeah. of the country you can set foot in, depending on right. like yeah. what yeah. what type right. of monkey you've got. Or... 
yeah, I don't yeah. understand NFTs too much. But. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed anywhere south of Birmingham if you if you don't if you didn't get one of these NFTs. That <laughs> came out 20 years ago. This, this kid's going. Well, I wasn't born 20 years ago. Well, that's your fault, isn't it? It's not my yeah, problem. Yeah, well, that's what you get for being a dumbass and not being born then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you lose, you lose, bitch. Yeah, and and all they're all tied directly with the the sort of property value of the areas. Like mm. so, I mean, if you, you you could drop the value of the, the the ones near your area by just leaving dog shit outside your house all the time, and then buy all them up, and yeah. then um... it sounds kind of like a, like an eighties movie or something like like, <laughs> like the evil scheming guy's gone around. He's he's like he's he's lured some like local kids into into it, like pay, paid them off or something to put a lot of dog shit everywhere. Yeah, he's yeah. Trying to, he's trying to buy up the whole area. Yeah, exactly. But in NFTs, in NFTs, in NFTs yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm still not entirely sure what NFTs are or how they work. Um, we were talking about this before a little bit, and and I was saying that I, I they're definitely not for me. Um, I, I can see that they have limited application in terms of like, uh, possibly applied to the art world and a few a few other things. But yeah, they're they're definitely not for me. Then they're probably not for most people. So yeah. I, I think that's a, a, a you know I, I don't want to I don't want to bang on about this too much because I don't want to I don't want to alienate any crypto bros that might be listening too much, but um, yeah. I mean, one um, funny thing I did read about was how um, they, they some someone had tried to push like an NFT dating um, app. Okay. Or some, right, somehow how that like, work? related NFTs to dating. Um, they had to yeah. close it down because there there, there wasn't any female interest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is i just find very just, there, were no, there, there were no there were no women involved in that at all no that just not one yeah, not, not one exactly. single one it was it was an international launch of this app or whatever and i didn't get one <laughs> single female <laughs> well i think that's probably the the same issue they have with a lot of dating apps that it's just a disproportionate <laughs> just... amount of men versus women yeah just a major sausage fest every time. <laughs> yeah. like you open you open the app, and and before anything else happens, your 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 phone actually starts smelling of spunk. Like it just <laughs> just happens automatically. You know, They've, everyone's just gotten used to it by now, so they don't yeah, even notice just, anymore. You open the app, and you just you get a dick pic straight away, and your and your phone gets sticky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so what's been right. going on with you, dude? You. Heading off to China soon, right? I am off to China quite soon. I've been I've been working on uh, learning Mandarin, learning how to read and write Chinese. Uh, I'm learning it from this book that came really highly recommended by a bunch of, um, or well, maybe not a bunch, but a, a number a number of you know fairly prominent like Chinese YouTube. No, like you know, like these people on YouTube that are that are kind of like polyglots. You know, these people that learn a bunch of languages and stuff, and have like ah, okay. loads of tips on language learning. So there's this yeah. one guy that learned uh, learned Japanese and Chinese pretty quickly, and now works in like translation and stuff. And he really recommended this book, and I I'm not I'm not sure about it because because within the first like hundred or so, um, I'll just grab my little notebook actually. Within like the hundred first hundred or so out of out of thousands and thousands of characters that you learn, are uh, things like. Decameron, 
Like that's that's the English that's the English word, which I didn't know what a decameron was. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea. No. And that's this is in like the first hundred. So apparently, a decameron, I think, is like in Roman times, is it was you know kind of a, a period of ten days, like kind of a week, but it was t- it was ten days long rather than seven. Um, right. And it, it uses a lot of things like trying to get you to uh, make little pictures in your head so that you can learn the characters that way. Uh, but some of, some of the little pictures that you make, it's assuming a lot of knowledge already on the part of the reader, you know? Like, it assumes that you know about uh, the story of Cain and Abel and how that pertains to the agricultural revolution. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it makes a lot of assumptions of prior knowledge, you know? Like, like um, and yeah, Decameron was one of the words I've learned so far. Um, okay. I also, I also got, got a call yesterday from my mate who's already in China. And we were discussing uh, a few things. Um, <laughs> he, he was he was saying that uh, he's he's getting a master's degree, and I was like, "Oh, you're studying for a master's degree?" And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm getting a master's degree. It's going to cost me two grand." <laughs> and, yeah, basically, a friend of his has been running this scam for a fair while, and apparently, they've got like a bank of of universities who they've infiltrated now in China. And um, just for two grand, you just get like a legit. It's 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 um, verified by the university. It's you know everything. So so yeah. Um, after spending a good chunk of the last few years actually doing my master's degree, I'm glad that I'm glad that I could have gotten one without any work and for cheaper. Yeah, I mean, how much does it cost to get a master's degree in terms of you know student loans and borrowing? So I, I never plan on paying my student loan back anyway, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I think it, I think it depends on which university you go to. I think at mine it was about five grand. Uh, so you could have um, just bought. But, yeah, I could, yeah, I could have bought more than one. I could have bought several. <laughs> just yeah, I mean that's uh, we need to let like America know of this. They're struggling with their student <laughs> debt <laughs> issues. Right. Yeah. Well, we could, say, we could be the middlemen. You know, we, could, we could be the yeah. middlemen in this operation. We could we could we could let let America know, right? We'd not tell them where it's coming from, but just be like, right, we've got we've got a hookup. If you want some, <laughs> if you want some degrees, it's either yeah. that or go down the NFT route. Oh, I mean, you could do NFT degrees. You could combine the two. You pay yeah. like two grand, and you get a random degree. Um, <laughs> obviously, you want the the degrees in like you know law and stuff like that. That's going to get you like a decent job, um, but you might just get a de- degree in like the, like art history or something. So yeah. you don't know. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah it's 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 like a uh, a loot box, like one of yeah. those things, a loot crate, <laughs> like, yeah, like one of those crate, up for a degree. Like... Yeah, exactly. I think that's. <laughs> like, I mean, that's definitely my next business venture if uh, if i don't get paid <laughs> again from this new job um <laughs> uh, so anyway yeah. i mean the first subject for the podcast today uh was going to be local eccentrics so yes other than yes that's other right than yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know any other local eccentrics <laughs> I uh I was I was going to talk about this guy that I I never actually met unfortunately, but he's called uh, I remember hearing about him for the first time off our friend Johnny, and he just we I think we were talking about some other local eccentrics and he was like well do you know about Mangle Wurzel, so there's <laughs> there's this guy over in Huddersfield called Mangle Wurzel, um, let me look at my some of my notes here he's he's also gone by a lot of other weird and wonderful nicknames including Dr. Julius K.P. Finkelberger, Gorgeous Gladys Chamberpots, Andy Pandy, Professor Jake Jonathan Zebedee Mangle Wurzel, 
and <laughs> Sir Thomas Henry Erasmus Occupier, i.e. So, the Occupier. So how many of those names, I wonder, like, I mean, his official na- name was just M- Mangle, Jake Mangle. <laughs> Jake Mangelwurzel was he? Oh, I, th- I think I think he changed his name a couple of times. Like his I, like his birth name, he kept like a bit of a secret. Um, I I think um, yeah, it was just something quite normal. Um, I think on a lot of his documents, he actually had had it as T H E occupier, so the occupier. <laughs> like on his on his on his driving license and stuff like that. I think it was it was actually changed to the occupier. Hopefully not on his passport when he you know <laughs> <laughs> went to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they did, like, they wouldn't have let him back in the country. <laughs> so I mean, I I mean the, that kind of reminds me of um, I, I I once went to a, a bar with some work friends, and um, one of the girls went to to get a drink, and there was this uh, older guy there, like uh, sort of grey hair and, and and kind of scruffy looking, like missing teeth and stuff, and he must have mm. had his granddaughter with him or something. He just had a little kid. Um, and he spilled his beer on the bar, and he just picked this kid up and like wiped wiped the kid across the bar, like oh, through, no, through the drink. No, I'm not even kidding. And then you know, as if that wasn't like weird enough and like off putting enough, he sort of like turned to this girl that I worked with and said, "Hi, can I buy you a drink? My name's Mickey Blue Eyes." <laughs> and she came back and told us this. I'm like, Mickey Blue Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it sounds a very self-appointed nickname that like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. My, my, my name my name's my name's handsome handsome john <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very yeah. much like a, a 90s boy band like yeah my name's big dick brian nice to meet you. <laughs> like, did you, did you you didn't happen to give yourself that nickname did you yeah yeah it's totally true <laughs> at least one person's called me that you know. yeah. yeah. Was it you? Was it... <laughs> <laughs> Were you that one person? No, it was it was uh, John J- James Smith. And he yeah. fails to mention that that's his actual name. Uh... Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. So hang on, hang on. How how old was this? How old was this kid though? I, I, like, because when you said with his granddaughter, I was picturing this right old man, and the granddaughter being like an adult. Like no, no. Like she must have been like four or five. It's it's uh, a Yates's, so you know it's like a you know it's like a nursery during the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yates's Yates's for anyone who doesn't know is how would you describe Yates's? Um, I, I'd say <laughs> it's sticky. It's often often pretty sticky. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in one word, it's sticky. If you could, if you could <laughs> describe Yates's in one word, sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get in there and you you just become sticky. It's like the you know, it's like the phone app thing all over again. It's just grimy. So, <laughs> it was this the one in Halifax that you went. You were in? yes, yeah, yeah. This that that one is quite famous for its karaoke nights, isn't it? <laughs> uh, karaoke is. It seems to be quite a popular uh, pastime in Halifax. Even during the day, you know, you you walk past some pubs in town during the day, and there's people singing inside. You know, at like yeah. three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah just... that, that, now, now that you mention it, you're right. Like, I, I, I've never, I've never seen anyone in any other town doing karaoke in the daytime. You know, <laughs> even, even in, even in Japan, where I'm sure that happens, I've never seen it because, because they're, they have these like little karaoke booths there. Yeah. So you, you wouldn't see it 
as such. Um, you know, it's like a more private thing. I mean, I, I don't know who these people are who have money to go and drink all day in the pub and sing karaoke <laughs> during the week. Well, I, 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 but... I mean, most of the ones, they, they look like they're, they're probably either retired or I, I don't know, like, like they've given up on life, you know, like, like most, you... most of the ones that you see in Halifax. Like... Re... Yeah, most of them are retards, like you said. Um... <laughs> I didn't say that, you did. <laughs> well, it sounded like you said that. Anyway, uh, so this Mingle Weasel guy. Um... <laughs> Mangle Weasel, Mangle Weasel. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was, he was this, he was just this dude, um, and uh, yeah, there's this documentary about him, which I really recommend, which is called Mr. Somebody. And yeah, he kind of just lived a, a relatively normal life uh, for about 40 years, I think. And then he was about when he was about 40, uh, I think he split up with, with his wife and he decided to just go a different way. So he, he changed his name and he turned he turned his house into kind of a I, I don't know how you describe it, like a, some kind of weird sort of performance arts fixture kind of thing so he had he had a pulpit on his roof where he would preach to the local sheep he had <laughs> leading up to the roof he had like a series of toilets a series of like abandoned toilets that all kind of kind of drained off into each other in like a weird kind of toilet fountain like below each other um he also had a toilet on the roof of his car along with like a, a lot of he had a lot of wacky vehicles you know he had uh, a lot of weird vehicles that he'd drive around with. I think not just the toilet, but he had like an entire sort of bathroom suite on his roof, like a <laughs> bathtub. And, and um, yeah, he was he was a pretty interesting guy. He he, uh, he decided to become a kind of professional eccentric, and you get the you get the impression that he he definitely he didn't know he was going to do this at first, but he sort of liked the attention when when he did it a bit, and you know he sort of got really into it. And um, he did a couple of pro, kind of protesty type things. He uh, he he went he went to sort of I think sign on on the regular and he called it like collecting his wages from the government just for being him, <laughs> and uh, and one time they 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 wouldn't pay him or they were being funny about paying him and he he locked him he padlocked himself and a bunch of staff at the job center in the in the job center and right. um, in in a way that was you know quite bad it was bad enough that it, it got him to court and then when when he had the court date he showed up wearing just a nappy. <laughs> it's like a protest against it yeah yeah um and it, he does some pretty crazy stuff in this documentary he um at one at one point he's just show, showing the the filmmaker around his house and he's he's like oh yeah I've, I've i've got all kinds of stuff in here he's a bit of a hoarder and he's made this this uh kind of i, I guess it's like a wall for like a, a little bookcase or something and he's made it out of old cigarette ends and he's, he's saying like, oh, I don't even use glue to stick them together. And he, you know what I use? I use phlegm. And he like hawks up a fucking a big ball of phlegm and uses it to stick another cigarette end on on this like wall of disgusting cigarette ends <laughs> stuck together with his own phlegm. And he's like, it's the house that phlegm built this. Um, oh he, he also at one point meets the the famous uh, comedian Spike Milligan, and it gives him it gives him a bit of uh, food out of this out of this old disgusting pot that he's cooked it in. And then in the next bit, he's he's like talking about it, and he's like he's pissing in the same pot, and he's like, oh well, I just I, I, my toilet, my actual toilet doesn't work, so I just piss in there, and sometimes I have a shit in there, and then I, I wash it out, of course, first, but then oh, I cook my food in it. No, I mean it's 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 pretty fucked up, right? I mean, like I because I definitely have mixed feelings about this guy, having having done a bit of research on him, like I read a few articles and seen 
a couple of docu- documentaries on him that he was on one level he was this awesome nonconformist you know free thinker this performance artist and on the other hand he was he was also quite a troubled a troubled man you know <laughs> interestingly <laughs> that the house that Flem built is actually what most people call Yeats's in Halifax uh, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so I, I mean he you said he had a collection of toilets but he didn't have a use, usable toilet Yes, it just it just occurred to me now how that's how that's how weird that is. I think oh. his water had been cut off. I think yeah. his water had been cut off, and I'm he, not he said he, he said at one point, <laughs> yeah, how much he liked getting random things from skips. Like one of the biggest sort of events that happened in this documentary about him is that at some point the council sort of try and shut him down or shut his house down, saying it's like I don't know, it's 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 a, it's an eyesore, it's a risk to like you know public health or something, you know. Uh, and he manages to cut them a deal that the the his the land surrounding it, which he's kind of, I think he owned the house, but he kind of maybe some of the land was like half squatted or something. That he, he had to tidy his shit up. He had to tidy like, maybe his actual shit um, <laughs> and tidy his stuff up. And uh, then he'd then they'd let him keep the land. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't hassle him anymore. So that involved a lot of a lot of you know getting rid of all this this crap that he had. And at one point, he, he was going through his collection of piss bottles that he had on his roof. He, he had these piss bottles that looked like 20 years old, you know, and he's, <laughs> he had a couple of mates helping him. Right. He, he to- that were helping him, you know, like get everything into a skip or whatever. And he tossed this, this piss bottle down to them and it kind of exploded. <laughs> oh, and like, he's like, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. No, I swear to God, it's, this happens in this documentary. Well, you know, honestly, this is... <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it's almost hard to believe like someone like that could have existed um, fairly locally. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost yeah. seems like maybe his house would become a bit of a, a sort of historical landmark as well. But I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I, I, I think it's still there. You know, I think I think that some people have gone to visit and stuff. He, he, he died, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned, unfortunately, about about a year ago or just under a year ago in uh, right. 2021. But he. Yeah, I, his his house I think is still there, and I I think that there's there's been some like, urban explorers going to. It. I think he's buried there as well. Right. I think he, I think he he, I, he buried his he used to bury his dogs in the garden, you know, which is not not that <laughs> unusual. But he also had himself buried after right. he died, I think, in in the garden. I mean, it is unusual if it's uh, you know if it's a regular thing that he's burying dogs in his garden. Right. <laughs> I, I, well, I think I think he liked dogs. You know, I think he had like a lot of pet. Do- it wasn't like he was he was going out and collecting <laughs> dogs to bury. <laughs> that'd be a bit weird <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that would be quite strange i also don't understand you know with his car if he had like a you know a bathtub on the roof or a toilet or you know whatever do you take it into the garage or you need to call a plumber when it breaks right yeah that's a good question i, I don't think he did either because i think this was another thing as well is that he had he had a bunch of these derelict ve- vehicles and you know, he like because when he couldn't even drive, <laughs> no, no, he he could drive. He he drove about on them, and he had he had a couple of motorbikes as well that he'd he'd rigged up with similar stuff on them. Um, but I think that when when he'd you know drive them around or whatever for for a good few years, but then when when they sort of started going to shit, rather than getting them repaired or selling them or you know selling them for scrap or whatever, he just he just dumped them on his land and then get another one and start doing that up. Right. 
So I think he had, he had a number of these things. But yeah, it's a good question. Would you call would you call a plumber or or a, a mechanic? Did <laughs> so he have one? You know, like a bathroom one. A, you know, a kitchen one with a TV on the roof. <laughs> um, I think he, I think yeah, I think he had one with um, some kind of some kind of like you know those little handheld windmills that you get. Right. Yeah. I think he had one of those on on his roof, and he, he said if it was going too fast, then then that that'd be when he needed to slow down, rather than using the speedometer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, to each their own. I'm not sure that's the legal uh, way of checking your speed, holding a little you know child's windmill toy out the window. Yeah. yeah I don't. I, I don't. I don't think the police like that one too much. I think. I think yeah. they might have done him for that. Like. It feels like the... if it's a windy day, then it's going to really. <laughs> sort of screw up your judgment yeah, of how fast you're going. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel like it's really gonna yeah, line up that well with actually how fast you're going. I think there's, <laughs> there's too many too many other things to be considered. Right. Yeah. Um but yeah I, I wanted to talk about Mangle Wars a little bit because I, I have this theory that uh the there are people like this, you know, in, in every every town or every every city probably in you know so certainly in countries like the UK where we we have a tradition of of great British eccentrics, and I'd actually like to learn more about them because I I think that uh, a lot of them are well known within their own little town, but most of them are probably not known further abroad than that. Yeah, I mean, it, I suppose that sort of leads me on nicely to um, uh, Brad the Jesus or the Jesus Man. Yeah, also known as the Airedale Monk. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, his name was actually Jeff, Jeffrey Bindley, and um, okay, hey, strangely enough, he he did a similar thing when he was thirty three. He just gave up his job as a machinist to go live in a cave. Um, okay, apparently he'd actually received a, a message from God. Um, right, and as far as it's sort of documented, he spent like three weeks or t- around twelve days in the cave. Um, before heading back into Bradford, wearing um, just a straight, he, he came out wearing a strange outfit, wearing a habit um, with a, a, a sort of like pouch around his neck and and sort of Jesus flip flops on. Mm-hmm. I'm not, <laughs> I've not been able to figure out how he came about acquiring that outfit. Whether he just oh, found yeah, it in the cave. That's a great question, actually. That I never, I never even occurred to me to wonder that because, because I, I I had heard this story about him going off to the cave. I had, I'd heard all that, but I kind of, I kind of took it with a grain of salt that 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 was just kind of rumors. So you've you've had (laughs) confirmation of that, have you? Yeah, I mean, I've I've read an article again. uh, Mr. Bindley passed away, I think, around six years ago. I think he was in his late seventies. Yeah. they say he was quite famous. There isn't a, a real lot to document because he essentially only walked. That's what he, he did. His whole life was spent walking in and around Bradford. Um, you know, he was quite a beloved character. People people had seen him, taken photos with him, uh, smiled and waved at him, sat and had yeah, a cup he, of he tea always... with him. He was always smiling, wasn't he? That, that's that's one thing I do remember. Like I, I don't remember interacting with him that much, but I remember seeing him quite a lot, and he, he was always he was always smiling. Like I, I think even if even if people were trying to take the piss out of him, which which I'm sure they were sometimes, well, he was I'm, you know he was pretty easy. He was pretty easy going about it. I'm sure that 
given the time frame, I lived in Bradford and, you know, um, he was walking around. I was probably sort of shouting, Jesus, man, woo, <laughs> shit like that, right. and, you know, yeah. just being a bit obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, not in a not in a mean spirited way, but you know, every time you saw him, you kind of give him a shout, and he'd always wave and sort of like he'd stop and turn and wave at you, and you know, give you a little smile. And I mean, that was his that was his shtick, right? He just walked around, smiled at people. Apparently, a few people sat and had a cup of tea with him and, and talked to him. Uh, he he basically just talked about you know his walking and you know his message from God that he needed to walk. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, interesting. It was it was he, around he's... for a, it was around for a long time as well, wasn't he? Because I definitely, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that my dad said he was around when he was a kid, and then he was around when I was when we were certainly teenagers and in our twenties. Yeah, I mean, it was in 1960 um, that he he decided that he wanted to, um, you know, go live in this cave. So uh, right. yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's mental. Yeah, that that, that is mental. It's like 40, <laughs> Forty plus years. Um, yeah, almost 60 years if he only died, um, you know, 66 years ago, sorry. Mm. Um, but there was, um, so there was a, a bit of a, a sort of uh, company, uh, sorry, a community sort of uh, request to get a little statue made of him or a statue somewhere to sort of commemorate him. Mm. I think they settled with just like a bench with, you know, his name on. Um, but (laughs) what I find is quite funny is, um, there's, uh, in the article, there's, um, there's a quote from, um, uh, one of the the sort of local Christian leaders who said he didn't know him, um, (laughs) personally, uh, (laughs) but he was a very well-known and liked man, not only in Bradford, but from people all over the world. And his legacy as Jesus man will live on. <laughs> just like, I just find that so <laughs> hilarious. It's definitely like, like this put this person's died. Oh, I, I didn't really, I didn't know him myself, but I'd like to say a few words about him. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't know him, like, but yeah, G- yeah. Jesus man will. He was, he was known around on. his legacy. I think around the world is a bit, a bit of an exaggeration as well. <laughs> his legacy will live on around the world. I mean, I mean, you know, not not that he wasn't a great guy, but I, I don't think that he was that well known that that far abroad. The other article which I, I found, which uh, which I find is very very strange, like the heading of the article uh, is uh, Bradford Jesus. Bradford Jesus may not have been as saintly as people thought. Inquest here. Oh, no. the, local, the local celebrity was an occasionally satanic heavy drinker. Right. Occasionally, okay. Well, I'm an occasionally satanic heavy drinker. You know, I don't know what it means by satanic there, but if it just means like drinking to a level that's like, oh, that, that was satanic, man. Like... Yeah. So, I mean, he's the guy who lived with it. He lived with basically mm. a, a sort of younger guy put him up. Um, let him stay in the, the one of the bedrooms because uh, Jesus man paid the council tax um, and did okay. the dishes apparently. Um, and he said he, he liked to have a drink every once in a while. You know, at home he'd have a, a glass of wine. Um, he'd mm. you know he'd have a bottle of wine. Um, and then it, it just says um, and could be occasionally satanic, but then it doesn't 
like explain how or why. Like it doesn't <laughs> give any further details. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. And it's not. Even... I mean, they say that he has like he, he you know he he enjoy a bottle of wine. But that's not even heavy drinking. Like one bottle of wine might be considered yeah, what, like, I, <laughs> heavy I don't know by if some giving people. Giving away but... our, our alcoholism here, Hatman. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I, I barely consider that an aperitif. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I, yeah, that's, I mean, I, yeah, a, a bottle of wine is is like a quick drink before you know before dinner. Exactly. So when I when I saw the the title of the the article, I was like, wow, okay. So we're gonna find out that when he go, goes home, he cut open a goat. Filled it full of like <laughs> vodka and drank drank vodka out of his asshole. asshole. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> the living chanting. cup. <laughs> yeah. Started yeah. chanting yeah. like satanic rituals, but in yeah. in fact, it doesn't explain at all. So I mean, I'm I'm going to assume it sounds like that that's actually what he was doing <laughs> yeah but the guy just um, didn't want to say even yeah. even though he clearly smoked into the paper in the first place <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's like oh he was occasionally satanic uh oh could you elaborate no <laughs> yeah exactly right well we've come all, all the way over here what what did he do well he sometimes had a glass of wine like, <laughs> right we'll take that <laughs> yeah we'll have that wine yeah. devil's devil's wine demon satanic wine <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't understand what the the point in the title of the article is. The article itself is incredibly short. It basically just does the same as the other article where it explains who he was and what he did. And then it just has like Mm. that one sort of fleeting comment at the end saying that he was occasionally satanic, apparently. And and that's it. They're trolling. It feels like they're trolling a bit with that article, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously, all the comments in it are just like bashing them, saying, you know, what what what's the point in the title? And yeah, basically, what we've just said. It's just, mm. <laughs> is it? I think it was a Daily Mail, so that explains a lot. Oh, okay. That's yeah. That's that. That's enough said there. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, so any any other local eccentrics that we want to we want to talk about? Um, I mean, we've talked about you, um, <laughs> Ming, Mingle Weasel, and Jesus Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> we know. I mean, the thing is, I would consider most of my friends to be local eccentrics in one way right. or another. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but not yeah, we quite know on the same people. level. Um, yeah, not yeah. not as publicly, not as not as because I, I think there's definitely the people we talked about so far. They definitely sort of they like the limelight. This is yeah, the thing. Like, like I, I they, they, they sort of like the attention. They like the attention, you know, even yeah, if it's only like, on a, a fairly local level. Yeah, so so the sort of celebrities of their little town, celebrities, right? For, yeah, for being weird. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think they do. I think to be honest, between the two of them. Uh, especially Bangle Weasel, um, <laughs> does as much, if not more, than most celebrities um, you'll see nowadays on television. Sure, sure. <laughs> At least yeah. he can say that he splashed a film crew with a bottle of his own piss. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he definitely he definitely seemed like he was a bit of a philosopher as well, old Mangle Weasel. But <laughs> yeah, it's I. I I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say right now that we wanna, we wanna reach out, and if, uh, if anyone listening to this has, has details on either of the people that we've talked about today that we haven't covered, or on any other local, uh, local eccentrics rather, then we'd, we'd love to hear about them. Yeah, yeah. So, it, if we 
uh, if we could get any stories of any local eccentrics that you you know in, in your sort of local community, past and present, um, or any stories from the two that we've mentioned, as uh, JJ said, you send them in to our email address, which is jj.hm.podcast at gmail.com. That's just jj.hm.podcast at gmail.com. And we'll try to address them in a future episode. Um, if not, maybe we'll just um, put some comments on the Discord channel that we're, we're going to start hosting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of keen to hear about some more um, local eccentrics from around the country because I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah, I think there's. I, I'm going to guess that there's probably one in every town, as I said. So, um, <laughs> have you got anything else, Hatman? I, well, I, I just wonder what it takes to, you know, sort of get to that point in life. I'm at the yeah, sort of similar age to, you know, both of these people now. Maybe not quite right, as old yeah. as um, uh, Mingo Wurzel was. Yeah, I but... think he was. He was under forty because I think the first time right. that he sort of get got notoriety. Was he was 40 ish, but he, he'd been doing it for a year or two. So, so maybe people just, you know, get in their mid 30s and just maybe they'd become bored and say, well, society's not really all that, is it? Let's just do something yeah. else. Yeah, it's, it's a hell, hell of a midlife crisis, isn't it? To just like, <laughs> go, go live in a cave, just, you know, change your name yeah. to, to, you know, gorgeous Gladys Chamberpots and. Yeah, Mickey Blue like, Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, kudos to them for sticking it out. I wonder how many people kind of try it for a week and then end up just giving up. Maybe there's, you know, maybe every six months there's like some, some guy or some woman heading off to a cave, like in, in the Yorkshire Dales or something, and spends a few days in there and goes, no, nah, actually, this isn't for me, and comes home. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I imagine that happens. Uh, that that's also something that happens like more than more than is recorded. You know, I think a lot of people probably do have this, you know, this this midlife crisis moment, and the vast vast majority just end up going back to their normal lives after after a week or a few <laughs> days or a long weekend. Go on, they go on a bender for a, for a couple of days and then real have to like go back shame faced to their to their wife and kids or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, yo, where have you been? Oh, I I've been in a cave. Don't yeah, believe yeah. you. Yeah, uh, ignore all those dead prostitutes in the back of my car. <laughs> all, the, all the dead dogs are burying in the yeah. garden. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All the toilets okay. in my van. All the van toilets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need them in case I'm on a long drive and I need to shit. Yeah, the tub on the roof. Yeah. Do we know what we're we're going to cover uh, next week? We we were talking about maybe talking about the the movie Leprechaun and its sequels. You know how it ties into the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at all? What Leprechaun? Yeah. Uh I not I don't know that it does. Uh I think that the main I think the guy that plays Leprechaun is Warwick Davis. So uh, I don't know I don't know if he's been in any any MCU movies or anything related to them. I know that he was in like a lot of Star Wars movies. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure he is, but yeah. Um, oh, okay. Is is the is the, the little man the li- the little person who? Uh, yeah, he's in. Yeah. Is, is it is it Willow the other film he? Yeah, he's yeah he's in Willow. Yeah, he's the kind of the main guy in that. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Willow's in the MCU. But um, yeah, I just wanted to. <laughs> I just want to see what 
you know, order it is chronologically. Do I <laughs> yeah. need to watch it's Iron the, Man the, first? Or? It's, the, it's the kind of thing that they could retcon into being in the MCU, I guess, like <laughs> Willow is. Like, it's the kind of thing that they could say, oh, this is actually a prequel, you know, if they're both owned by the same company, which they probably are both owned by Disney. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, we should write a letter. You want to get a crossover, actually. <laughs> Star Wars, MCU, and uh, <laughs> Leprechaun. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if anyone's listening, you know, write a letter to uh, Walt Disney and we'll try to get that set up yeah, at some yeah. point. Yeah, if you aren't writing into Walt Disney, you can CC us and we'll, you know, we'll, try, we'll try and promote it. We'll try, we'll try and start a petition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, that's about all we've got time for today. Um, but yeah, be, be sure to check out our future episodes and fire any um, any comments or, or any potential topics for future episodes to our email address. It'll be in the description for the the podcast anyway, if you didn't hear it earlier. But yeah, cheers for that, JJ. Yeah, cheers, Hatman. Yeah, yeah I look forward to fun. speaking to you again soon. Cool. All right. Good Thank night. you and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs>